What did we just watch, Amy? We just watched Annette, which is the new Adam Driver, Marion Cotillard. Cotillard. I'm not... Probably Cotillard. Is probably... She's French, so you, you would pronounce it in the French way. Yes. I would pronounce it in the Spanish way, but that would be wrong. I think in French you often put the syllable on the... The emphasis on the second syllable. Okay. I, I think the double L so, is a... Cotillard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, now we know. But, but I could be wrong. We're you often wrong. out there tell me <laughs> that I'm doing it wrong. Yeah, that's, that's fine. True. Anyways, Directed by movie? Uh, Leos Carax, who I know as the director of Holy Motors, <clears throat> which is one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. Oh, so this is totally on brand. Yeah, this is less weird than Holy Motors. <laughs> um, like, I like Holy Motors, but it's weird. Well, so we should we should uh, preface this as our first impressions, having done no research. Our opinions could change, um, given more time and space. And there will be spoilers. Yeah. And so the film just premiered on Amazon Prime. If mm-hmm. you don't want spoilers, go watch it and yeah. then and then listen. Is there are. There's some spoilerable things. It's it's a film that I think knowing what happens when you go in will not change your experience dramatically. Yeah. In terms of plot. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But we will spoil it anyway. Yes. Yes. So you've been forewarned. And I needed a day after watching it. (laughs) Because I said to Kevin, I... I'm not sure if this film was good or not. I just need to decompress for a little while. <laughs> At which point Kevin said, it's not about whether it's good or bad or not the only measures of, of what a film is yeah. doing. The fact that you had to like sit with it for a day or so before you knew what you thought like that is an accomplishment. Yeah, I still don't know. I was totally, I got very engaged in the yeah. film. I'm not sure it's good. <laughs> Or if it's just, like, experimental and weird and that's interesting. I think it's going to be up for a bunch of Oscars. I do think. Do you? Do you think it'll be up for Oscars? I think I think the acting. That's fair. I mean, I think it's too weird for Oscars. <laughs> I mean, the Fish Story won Best Picture. The Guillermo. The oh, Toronto, yeah. The Fish Story. That... I haven't watched, but that seems like a weird concept that is. to me. That's a and pretty it, weird movie, and it, it won, won Best Picture. It won some Oscars. I'll give you that. I'll so, give you that. Uh, <laughs> I do think that there were some good performances happening, mm-hmm. and but I'm still not sure if the film was good <laughs> or not. Maybe good and bad are not useful but metrics. I was engaged, <laughs> so that seems like the important part. I was interested in what was you never happening. were bored by the film. Well, I was scared at first because it's so freaking weird. <laughs> I didn't know if it was going to be too weird, too, like, um, in your head. Yeah, cerebral. Yeah, cerebral, yeah. too. Because that is not... I don't like experimental cinema. I love experimental theater. And this yeah. doesn't make any sense. I, I like <laughs> experimental theater, but um, experimental cinema... Not not for you. Not so into. Yeah. Don't. I don't know if I would call this experimental. Only in the sense that, like, it's atypical. I don't think they were trying out anything. I don't think they were. I think they were very deliberate in what they were doing. (laughs) 
Maybe avant-garde. Okay, avant-garde. Fine. Yeah. You say avant-garde. They're, they're very similar. Yeah. I don't know. I just like to me. play with words. Um, but you found it engaging. You found it in in you know an experience worth having. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I would feel it the same way if I watched it again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm up in the air. I'm up in the air. Much this. like Annette. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ha, 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 ha 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 ha. So so the reason I I wanted to watch this movie was I'd heard some good critical buzz. You know, people were like, "This is a really interesting thing that came out at I think it was a con this yeah, year." Yeah, it won. It won some awards. Important yeah. awards yeah. at con. It was a big deal at con. Um, it is uh, Leos Tsarax's first entirely English language film. Um, yeah, I think that's true. Um, his other stuff was in French, and weirder than this. I mean, it does it does feel European. Oh yeah, it, it, it feels feel super European. European. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was excited because I've recently been discovering the music of Sparks. Um, because Edgar Wright made a documentary about Sparks. Uh, and so I was like, oh, how convenient that they have a movie that they wrote yeah. and full of music that they I wrote. I definitely feel like we need to watch the Sparks documentary now. Yes, I would like to watch that. Um, this Just like neo band from the 80s that was... 70s. 70s. They've been around that long. And <laughs> experimental and groundbreaking... Mm-hmm. But no one's ever heard of them. Yeah, they've never they never really charted or had mainstream success. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're sort of a band's band. Like the Sparks documentary is full of musicians talking about how much they love Sparks. Well, <laughs> we saw the, the trailer for the Sparks documentary. I thought it was going to be a it was a mockumentary. Yeah, like you thought it was fake. Tap. Like <laughs> this isn't a. I've never heard of this band. This is this is like Spinal Tap, right? Yeah, and. Which apparently I read an interview with Edgar Wright, and he's like, "That's like not an uncommon thing when they see Edgar Wright yeah. directed a documentary. They're like, oh, this is like a bit.' <laughs> um, but it's not a bit. They're a real band, apparently. Um, so this is their concept. Yes, Look, and their music. As a concept album ish idea. Yeah, it felt. It did feel like a concept album that got made into a movie, but there wasn't a concept album first. <laughs> uh-huh. Fair uh, by which, by which I mean that, like, I think about some of the great like concert album to film adaptations that have existed. Like Tommy is a, is a go to. Um, I made American Idiot on Broadway. Um, others is the stories are the wall. That's the one I was trying to think of. Um, <laughs> The stories are always loose and metaphorical. Like, there's, there's, yes, there's a literal plot and things happen, um, but it's rarely, like, deep, complex plot structures. Yes. It's like, the wall is, a guy has a miserable life and is sad. That's the story. <laughs> And the music unites it. Yeah. So it's, it's the unifying. You get that sort of, that, that feel through everything. Um, an exception to that, I think, is chess, which actually I think works better as a stage show than a concept album. But that's wandering too far. Well, it starts in meta land where yes. it sparks in a recording studio and the director is sitting there 
at the um, sound engineering part. I don't know. Control board? Control board. I don't know, yeah. Uh, and says, so may, may we, we start? start? And then the song is called, so may we start? And, or I don't know if it's yeah, called Yeah, I, th- I think it's called that. Anyways, that's what they say a lot, and it's the band, and then they do kind of a one-shot thing where it's the whole band and the backup singers and the cast, and they're walking down a street in L.A. singing live, not not like an ADR. Yeah, no, it's, it was definitely live um, recorded, which is, I think most of the movie yeah, was live recorded. it sure sounded. sure sounded um, like it. Which and you don't see often. It's It's like the production crew it's not like part of the characters doing yeah it's kind of an it's it's adam driver and marion cotillard and uh simon helberg like walking and then they put on their costumes and become the characters and go off to start the movie movie. (laughs) and at that point i'm like okay i don't know if this is too weird (laughs) for which is funny because I had the exact opposite reaction. I'm like, all right, I'm in. I, I'm... But I also had the reaction, like, if this had happened in a theater show, I'd be like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> let's, let's do this. Um, I do want to mention, like, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but being very, feeling very French across the whole film, um, the fact that they, like, the line in one of the songs is like, so may we start, may we, may we, may we start. I was thinking like the French may we as oh. as a double entendre there of may we start may we yes but yes I don't know what may we means but I know it's a thing people in French it, say it is but yes it's but yes but yes yeah um, I don't know if that was intentional I think that was just me listening to the song yeah like there's there are French people They're involved French. In, in this production I mean, the guys in Sparks are not French they are American. Um, the director is French, and Marion Cotillard is French. And they had, I mean, the funding looked primarily European. European, yeah. So. But it was definitely, like, filmed in and around L.A. And other European places. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah, so that's... So that's where the movie starts. That's the movie, there we go. Um, And then, it again, story-wise, it feels relatively small not in terms of scale but in terms of like plot it's very simple yeah. two kind of like opposite sort of people fall in love get married they have a child the child changes the relationship somewhat mm-hmm. and darker sides come out and that leads to to violence and uh and, and spoilers and spoilers and dies <laughs> Oh well, yeah. Anne is the the female the opera lead. singer, yes. yes. And uh, yeah, so it's very it's dark. Yeah. Um, and that's the story. Yeah. And uh, Henry, played by Adam Driver, things go bad for him. Yes. Because of his choices. Yep. <laughs> Like that's really have a history of these choices as well. Yeah, um, yeah. He has bad choices, and then things go bad. Yeah, it's not it's not a complex. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be, and that's and I think it is engaging regardless of that. It's almost you know almost like fable like, um, in that it's not about 
like, not going to larger truths. Yes. Well, it doesn't or, feel like I was ever living in the mind of these characters. It was very surface level. Well, and that's something that's interesting that normally would annoy the heck out of me. Uh-huh. Is that the, the songs are so literal. Yes. And that is such an opposite of what good musical theater yes. does. Uh, which is kind of get to the people's inner thoughts and mm-hmm. motivations and does it in a complex way that is poetic and, and mm-hmm. symbolic. And this was like literally... Like, the falling in love song is, we're, we're so, so in, in love, love, we're so in love. We're, like, those are the lyrics yes. over and over again. It was so literal. All of the songs. Yes. Like, this is what I'm doing. This is all of the this songs. This is what I'm doing. This is how I'm feeling. Um, and it didn't bother me. Yeah. I don't, that's fair. Yeah, uh, I think that it was, works. Yeah. It, it worked for what the film was doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, the Simon Helberg's, like, initial song is, like, exposition I'm, to the piano. I'm an accompanist. I'm an accompanist. I want to be a director. I mean, yeah. a conductor. I want to be a conductor. Yeah. Um, like, wait. those are the words to the song. Basically. <laughs> he doesn't even have a name. He's all, he is credited as the accompanist. The accompanist. Um, uh, yeah. So they're... It's not subtle. It's not subtle. It's not realistic. Despite that sort of literalness, it is literal but unrealistic. Um, I think a a great example of that is the boat scene, which is so very clearly on like a soundstage. Mm-hmm. Like you never once think they're actually on a no boat it's in the water. Very much in like old Hollywood, yeah. How they would do special effects? Yeah, the sort of like a... rear projection maybe is what yeah, that's called. Like a, like a scrim. Yeah, scrim screen scrim. In the, a backdrop. Back, yeah, there's a backdrop that's the sky and yeah. whatnot. And, you know, they're clearly splashing. Yeah, there's random. a guy with a bucket over um, <laughs> on the corner somewhere. Yes. Splashing them. Yeah. And that unreality, again, works, which I don't think always does on screen. We've mm-hmm. talked about, like, film is really good at realism. And... Theater isn't, and we don't like theater that tries to be realism. Because we have film for that. Because we have film for that. And so when you have film that leaves the space of realism, it is very easy for it to fall apart. Like, I think the staginess can become real bad. Like, the, the one that I think about all the time is Lars von Trier's Dogville. And I think about it all the time, I go, man, that was a bad movie. <laughs> I've never seen it, but we did see a stage adaptation of it. In, oh, that's in right. Prague. We did. Oh, that was also bad. It was also bad. But I haven't seen the film. So imagine the, the stage show, except the camera is on stage. Yeah. That's yeah. it. <laughs> um, but it's that forced artificiality where it's almost always like nodding and winking and being like, hey, hey we're clever, right? Yeah. Um, that, that, this does not fall into. Like, it's artificial and stagey, but earnestly. Uh, I I don't have more complex to say it works for what it's it works. doing. Yeah. It matches. I'm, it, trying, to, I'm trying to explain why it works. Yeah, no, that's, that's the whole, is it good? I, like, parts had impact, but I'm still unpacking why and yeah. what it means. Yeah, it 
did what it set out to do. I'm not sure I know what that was. <laughs> Maybe not deeper symbolic human truths. Yeah, I don't know that it has deeper symbolic human truths. Part of me feels like it is, again, very literal, like the songs are. Like, this is the story of this happening. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like, you could, you could read into it about, like... Toxic masculinity and abuse and exploitation. And the death of the female heroine in all of these yeah. you know, like epics and operatic. Like, of course, of course the woman's going to die. Yeah, of course. And <laughs> also normally I would roll my eyes and of course, but it worked in this story. <laughs> and they seemed self-aware of what they were doing. And yeah. That she would die at the abusive hands mm -hmm. of her husband. Yeah. Which... Who's kind of an asshole. I'm like, that's... <laughs> so excited by that plotline. But it worked. Yeah. In, in what the film... You can do those things well. It's not a... You can never, you can never have an abusive relationship or Well, it's just people. women die all the they time. They do. They do. In, in film and theater. All the time. And, and they call attention to that in like all the operas she's yeah in. She's so all the star. operas she's in all the operas she's in she's she dying. dies she's <laughs> the the female heroine who dies and has a magnificent song at the end and and then dies and it's dramatic and audience applauds yeah so it's self-aware in, mm -hmm. in that but but does it and he pulls it off mm -hmm. it works uh i want to talk about adam driver pretending to do stand-up comedy so weird <laughs> it was all so weird <laughs> the whole movie like because that's like other than the musical intro like the first set piece is him going on stage and doing what we are led to believe is stand-up comedy but it's more performance art in the way it's framed. Especially yes. in the way the audience sings things. Yes. They and, sing and along. The, the shots of the audience, you can see them like synchronized words yeah. together. Oh gosh, I thought about how tough it would be an extra in this <laughs> film. Because <laughs> you had to do stuff. You had as to do an stuff. You had to you do had work. Not um, just standing around well, in a crowd show. It was like the film is telling you that he's a comedian, he's a big comedian. The audience is telling you through laughter and mm -hmm. the lyrics to the kind of um, con response. This is the wrong word for it, but um, like planned responses. Yeah, the interactions. The, the interactions. Yeah. And he is very funny. Yeah. And you don't, you as the film audience don't see that. Yeah, you don't see him being funny. No. You see a very, like, sad, moody... Uh... I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I was I was so fascinated to watch that. Well, those are the performances that I think he could get an Oscar yes, for. Yes, I think that's fair. the stand-up. Yeah. The way. Um, and the, the way I was, I was reading it in the moment was we, the film audience... We're not seeing the literal performance he gives on stage. Yeah. We were not watching him do stand-up. We were watching a metaphor for the experience of stand-up. Um, which I think it evoked really well, despite being 
a weird performance art thing. But it also made me think of a lot of male comics that I've peripherally seen mm-hmm. who um, like, are not funny to me. They're misogynist. They're yes. racist. They're sexist. They're homophobic. And people are laughing so much. And I can watch it and I'm like, this is not... This is disturbing. This yes. is not funny at all. And that's kind of what it reminded me of. Not that he was saying anything that was sexist no, or racist or homophobic. But it was evoking that experience. As, but especially of the white male yes. comedian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, in his stage name, The Ape of God. Which, like, the more you think about, the less sense it makes. Like, it's just words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's very clear, like, oh, this is like a, a bit he has created. This is a, a persona. You almost don't think it's like a persona he puts on, but then you sort of kind of realize, like, oh, this is just kind of who he is. Um, I thought it was really interesting in the credits that uh, he thanked, specifically it was like Adam Driver thanks Bill Burr and Chris Rock. Um, I mean, my guess is because he, like, worked with them and talked to them about the act uh, to at least some extent to sort of get a feel for it. Um, Very weird because it did not feel anything like a Chris Rock special. Like, he wasn't pretending to do a Chris Rock stand-up special. Um, Bill Burr actually, I think, fits into that angry white guy mold in a lot of his stuff. I haven't seen his recent stuff, so who knows. Um, I was most reminded of George Carlin, actually. In later years, Carlin moved into a more performance space. He would do long-form monologues about interesting topics and, like, have some jokes in but it was a lot of like ranting and raving about how terrible the world is. Um, not in like the racist homophobic ways that a lot of, I think people who wish they were George Carlin do. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in very like pointed, like the system is broken and it's our fault sort of ways. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not allowed to say words. <laughs> um, it felt like all of those things, but looked and sounded nothing like any of those, which is an inco- an accomplishment. I like that. Yeah, it just leaves you with a feeling of like. It just leaves you with a feeling. Yeah, <laughs> it leaves you with a feeling. <laughs> it leaves you with a feeling. It was in those in those moments where you see his performance and and kind of you lost. It's kind of juxtaposed by seeing. Anne and her operatic Mm -hmm. performances. And then they have all these intersperses of a gossip TV show with headlines about them. And so part of me was looking for the symbolism of maybe it's, you know, the lives of celebrities on on display to be consumed by the audiences. Mm -hmm. But I think that's actually reading too much. (laughs) Yeah, it's more literal than that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like. Like the lyrics. Like the lyrics. Um, but I really enjoyed those bits. The, the one at the beginning and then the one when he's in Vegas and sort of collapsing. I think both work really well. Despite not being stand-up comedy. Because I think, I think most of the time when you film stand-up comedy inside of a larger movie, it's not great comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about this when we watch, uh, Maisel. Fantab- m- wonderful. Yeah, Marvelous, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mrs. Maisel. Which is a show I enjoy immensely. Um, but the stand-up on it is incredibly unrealistic. Yes. Um, because it is very much about serving 
this narrative of the story. Um, and so, like, it works to us, the TV-watching audience, in a way that it shouldn't be working on a live audience in a stand-up crowd. And this was almost the inverse of that, in that it was showing you that it works in a live audience in a very hyper-realistic or, or unrealistic way, but giving an aesthetic distance or an alienating effect to the real audience, the film audience. Yeah. That's the end of the sentence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I thought those were some of the strongest performances that yes. Adam Driver gave. And maybe, too, because the rest of the story is pretty, like, ordinary. Yeah. And, and it's heightened through the music and, and those, the kind of the way it's filmed. Mm-hmm. But it's an ordinary story it's a simple story it's a simple story simple story well told i do think that this role was made for adam driver oh absolutely this was an adam driver role absolutely the whole film feels built around an adam driver performance yes (laughs) i was reading on wikipedia or in one of the reviews i looked at um like that was literally true like adam driver was sort of picked out for this role back when he was on Girls, like before he was movie star Adam Driver. Um, Sirach, Sirach, I don't know how you pronounce his last name, was working on the production of this with Sparks and was like, yeah, I want Adam Driver for this. And it just, be- then, like, before they could get started, Adam Driver was in Star Wars. <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, I guess he's a movie star now. <laughs> Um, weirdly looking back at Star Wars after this like Adam Driver doesn't get to do anything in those movies no I mean he's a Juilliard grad yeah yeah he can act he can act clearly (laughs) he's just so boring in Star Wars well that speaks to some larger problems yes and for that you can go listen to our Star Wars episodes (laughs) Uh, did we have any? I guess we did when we saw the last Yeah, episode. yeah, because we watched all the original trilogy and then the new ones. We did not watch the original. We watched all the new ones. We watched all the sequels. Yeah, and then yes. the newest one, and then we did a podcast on it. Yes. Back um, in the in the before times. But it made me think of, I mean, Adam Driver, the celebrity, is very mysterious. He's oh, yeah. very um, withdrawn from public life in fact i think he and his wife had a child and the media didn't know about it until the child was like two or three years old good Um, for him he had that episode on fresh Fresh air Air. yeah i was thinking about that too left yeah he just got up and left in an interview and he didn't want to do it anymore um because they he won't listen to himself in interviews Um, yeah he won't he won't watch his own performance he won't listen to to it and they they played a clip of him from Marriage story where he's yeah. singing the being a, being, being alive, alive yeah um, from company and got up and walked away yeah like, just just stood up and left the studio <laughs> um, so moody gruff withdrawn yeah. oh yeah and <laughs> the parallels <laughs> and here he is singing in mm-hmm. uh, in an entire thing where it, the, like the part that he left the fresh air interview was about singing, singing yes um 
all of those things. And, and Adam Driver does not have a particularly trained voice. No. Well, and that's another thing that normally bothers the heck out of me in these yeah. musical films is they keep hiring actors who can't sing. Adam Driver can't sing. Yeah. Um, and he and it didn't bother me. Yeah, actually, none of the actors really could sing. They I was I was wondering if uh, Anne was dubbed in some she of was her for singing the for opera. the opera. She okay. was for the opera. Um, okay, yeah. yeah. I was like, because I, I feel like I would know if she was an opera level singer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the opera parts, for the for the within the film, she but, was uh, she was singing herself. Singing herself. Yeah. Not not particularly strong voices. They are following like the rhythms and stuff mm-hmm. and, and um, acting it out. But it's very more like actors who can kind of sing, which normally bothers me. Like I think of Pierce Brosnan and yeah. Mamma Mia, and <laughs> oh, you're just like this is or La La Land. Uh, oh La La Land. Oh. <laughs> oh I haven't so... seen La La Land, but oh. I know you hate it for that. For that they reason, sing. they couldn't sing. You're they couldn't make dance. A musical. You should cast people. <laughs> you know those triple threats are out there. And oh, are, of course and are they famous, are. Are famous enough to? Yeah. Anyways, look um, at freaking uh, in the heights. They could all sing and da- dance, dance and act. Well, but there. Okay, there weren't any A-list celebrities no, in it but they exist they, they exist you can you can make them an a-list celebrity by putting them into giant movies um now i understand why old hollywood dubbed a lot of the the, <laughs> the voices the voices so you didn't have this reaction uh, and it's and it's live um you know they're not recording it in a studio and, and lip-syncing to it on the yeah. film set um and it didn't, it didn't bother me. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I, I have this like list for some reason of like movies where they sang live on set. And there's now three in that list that I'm aware of. Um, the first one was Julie Tamor's Across the Universe, yep. which was a beautiful film. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was Les Mis, mm-hmm. which is hot garbage. <laughs> And again, Russell Crowe can't sing. Russell Crowe cannot sing. Um, and that is a singing musical. It is it a is. all singing all the time musical. Oh, this is an all singing all the time musical. Yeah, but it's not. So the melodies are very simple. Yes. It almost reminds me of like a recitative or when you're in church and mm. then, you know, they're, the pastor is calling out da 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 mm-hmm. da it's there aren't a lot of notes yes um it's basically kind of up and down the the scale mm. um it's not making octave jumps <laughs> in it yeah the, the notes are close together um okay. and it's almost like speaking yes so so the notes match more of a speaking cadence mm-hmm. of how your pitch can differ mm-hmm. in, in speaking rather than in singing. So in that is less difficult than something like, like Miz, yeah. <laughs> which is built for, for singers and yeah. the, the notes and the melodies are much more complex. complex. And they are doing that sort of musical theater thing of enhancing the emotional experience. Yes. And even though it's more... literal. Yeah. We are in love. We are in love. Yeah. <laughs> so love me. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think we love each other so very much. Is yeah. like the literal list line in a musical ever. 
Um, and then there's this, which I think is, again, interesting in that with the live singing, they're not being good at singing doesn't hurt the film. Yeah. Um, whereas, again, I think with Across the Universe, where, like, everyone in that can sing real good, and that makes the movie better. Mm-hmm. Um, except Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard can't sing. Um, but he does more of a speaking. But, the, yeah, well, they gave him being for the benefit of Mr. Kite, mm-hmm. and that worked. <laughs> uh, okay, Amy, I think it's time. It's time, it's time. to time. talk about the Annette. puppet. <laughs> Which is probably what drew you to this film the most in wanting You're correct. to watch it. It is what drew me the most to this in wanting to watch it. So Annette. Is there their child? Is their child. Um, you know, named after Anne. Clearly, Anne and Annette. Little Anne. Little Anne. Um, is born in a very stylized hospital room. Everything's mm-hmm. very backlit. They're singing and laughing. And then Annette is born, and she is handed to Anne, and you realize, oh, this is a tiny wooden puppet. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, her heart is glowing. And her heart is glowing. Kind of like E.T. Yeah. This tiny wooden puppet that is moving like a puppet with a glowing heart is Annette. Yep. And then Annette is a tiny wooden puppet for the movie. Yep. And it should not work. Should be too weird for film. Might have worked in theater. Yeah. Um, uh, did it work? Yeah. In film? I think it did. <laughs> Do too. <laughs> it shouldn't. But it does. It too weird and too abstract. And and a series of puppets. Like, the puppet yeah. grows and ages. Mm-hmm. And eventually is like a 12-year-old girl by the end. Eight? I don't know. She looked like she was about three years old. At the end? Yes. I thought she was older, but I don't know. We'll, we'll get to the ending. We'll get to the ending. We'll get to the ending. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Yeah, and what I think is interesting about this, and I mentioned this to you, because I knew going in that this was there. I saw it in a review. Yes, you were like, Amy, watch this trailer. It's about... A puppet. Adam Driver and Marion Cotillard, and they have a puppet. Yeah. a child. Watch this trailer. I was like, okay. And there was no puppet in the trailer. It's very... I mean, yes, it's there. Yes, there was. You just wouldn't know. You probably... Yeah. It's, it's in it little enough that... Yes. Um, now I'm looking up the cast. The Wikipedia cast list doesn't have um, any of Annette. Uh, uh, Devin, Devin McDowell. Is this the puppeteer or the person? Oh, that was the, that was the actress. Sorry. I, it doesn't say who the puppeteer is, no. Um, or the, the voices. My IMDb, I just want to look at the cast list. <laughs> but instead, you should look at everything. Videos, photos... All cast and crew. That is what I want to cast. A hundred. Um, yeah. So it's it's a puppet. And is it literal? Is it a puppet between 
the two characters? Do they view the child as, as an inanimate object? Uh, or is it just a puppet? Yeah, she's six. Okay. <laughs> she is not She's not 12. 12. I don't know what age people are. She t- when people listening see this movie and think they you were thinking she was 12, they're going... They're going to think I was wrong. They're going to think you were wrong, but, I mean, you're not very good at this game. No, I'm not very good at this game. Um. Um, so, yeah, so for the film, she is a series of increasingly larger puppets. No, I didn't want to talk to my voice-activated system on my phone when I said... A series of puppets. <laughs> um, and is... It's interesting because the puppets are being manipulated in a way that is not obvious. Like, it's not like she's a puppet and you can see the strings or the mechanisms. Um, it's as if she has none. She is just this wooden doll person um which i again is a really interesting choice in a movie that is so willing to show you its metaphorical and literal strings in that like the boat scene and all these other sort of artifice filled things even the opening where like the cast is walking down the street singing a song um i found it really interesting that we don't see the strings on a net um yeah, I don't know if it was more of a marionette because they can they can go and post and oh, post yeah. those. Yeah, they do all the time. Yeah, that's why when all the action movies you don't see the you don't see the, the strings, strings pulling people <laughs> through the air. Yeah, like marionettes. Um, yeah. So I don't know what the mechanics of the mm-hmm. puppet, but was puppeteered very well mm-hmm. and was very believable. For being a very clearly wooden doll. Well, it also has the effect, this the, the alienation effect, as Brecht would, yes. would call it. Of You notice more of what a child does when you see it through something that's not a child's body. Yes. Like the, the weird artifice. ways that they move and make noises. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, that is... I hadn't thought about it before, but yeah, that is what yeah, a toddler Babies are does. weird. Yeah, they do move. <laughs> In weird ways. Yes. Um, And I don't know why they did it. Like, I can't give a good answer as to the, like, why they made that choice. Well, that's why, is it symbolic? Is, I'm not sure it was symbolic. Like, you could read it as symbolic, but I think it's not that. Is it, you know, in a practical side, sometimes in theater, they'll use a puppet for a child because it's hard to find a child. Yeah actor to do the complex thing yeah. that it, it needs to be done. Well, and that's why like young twins are so popular in film and TV mm-hmm. is because you can switch them out. Yeah, so, so it meets labor laws yeah. so they're not working um, yeah. in full time for an adult. Although, arguably, we shouldn't let adults work those hours either, because well. you work 12-hour days in Hollywood all the time, and it's miserable. But Or longer. Or longer. Um, so we don't let kids do it, but we should also maybe not let adults do it. Well, yeah. Anyway, just a side thought. <laughs> um, but no, that didn't, that didn't seem to be. No. Guys. Um. Yeah, it was a puppet. That was a puppet. And I'm here for it. And I don't know why. 
And it was puppeteered very well. Yeah. It was very realistic as far as a wooden puppet goes. <laughs> it didn't take me out of no. the experience. Like, honestly, I think that might be, like, one of the purest examples of, like, the alienation effect that Brecht talks about. In that I knew it was completely real. Or completely fake. But it never broke illusion. Like, it allowed me to see it. But In not... Uh, yeah. I have not had a reaction to a movie like this in some time. <laughs> I needed a moment to uh, decompress. Yeah, just like, it's it's so weird. The whole movie is so, so weird. Weird. But not in a bad way. Not in a way where it is, like, weird for the sake of weird. Not in a, like, trying to shock or surprise or confuse you. Or like, whoa, that's deep, man. It's just an earnestly made, very weird movie. Well, we have to say, when we get to the end of the film, in prison... Yes. And Annette comes to visit... Yes. Um, Henry McHenry, her father, Adam Driver. Who's in prison for all the bad things he's done. Um, yes. And they drop the puppet artifice. And you see the puppet drop. Yeah! And that was disturbing <laughs> to me. Like, you would think that the puppet part would be the disturbing part that we've just watched through an hour and a half. But they drop the puppet and they bring in a real child. And then it's weird. And then it's weird. <laughs> like, whoa. What? What are we doing? And that child could act. Yes. And sing. Yeah. And that moment, the, the whole song between Adam Driver and oh. the child was another one. I was like, okay, yep, we're going to tick the Oscar box here. Yeah. For nominations. Yeah. That was real good. Yeah, she was on Broadway. I was just looking at her thing. She was I in. Would, yeah. She was. She. She could sing. She could she, sing. She, could, she sing. could sing. Yeah, she was in the original Broadway cast of Waitress at four years old. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe they used a puppet for the rest of the movie just so that moment played, like. And that's when I was like, is the puppet symbolic? Like, we dropped the puppet into a real child. Like, what does this mean? What is the larger <laughs> symbolic meaning here? What is it trying are, are, is to it say? Is it just aesthetics? Are we just trying to create an aesthetic moment? It's also, like, the first time... So, the Annette only talks once when she's in the hyperbole to yes. the singing, and she says, Daddy is a killer. Yeah. And that's the first time you hear Annette, actually. Even though she spends, you know, she becomes famous for singing. She's mm -hmm. singing, not words. Yeah. Just notes. notes. Melodies. And and that's the first time you hear her speak. And then in prison, she speaks and has this song with words. Yes. And that's when they bring in a real human child. Yes. To do, to do that. Which, I mean, they could have done it with yeah, the puppeteers. No, I, I have but full seemed, belief that the puppeteers could have done it. It significant to me that this is when we drop... This is when he finally sees his daughter as a real person and not a prop. Yeah. Which, like, sure, but that feels like such an empty, hollow reading of it. Like, yeah, okay, obviously that's that's happening here, but... It's more... It's not more. She's just a puppet, and then she's not a puppet. 
And then Annette, the human child, leaves, and the puppet is still on the floor. Yep. Left behind. With the monkey? We didn't talk about all the monkeys. Yeah. She's always carrying around a monkey. There's, like, stuffed monkeys everywhere. Yep. Which, again, if you look to Henry McHenry's stand-up name as the Ape of God, yeah. like, there's, there's, like, a connection there, maybe? I don't know. Also, just the name Henry McHenry is also, like, a very literal, like... Yeah! His name is basically Henry Henry. <laughs> yeah. Like getting, like, literal. Yeah. Not subtle. Yeah. No, this movie was never subtle. No. Not no. one thing about it was subtle. No. Um, and that's fine. <laughs> Sometimes we talk about a movie and I come away going like, I don't know if I liked it as much in the moment. Like, I liked it in the moment, but afterwards, like this, I'm just... That's why I'm like, is it good or not? I just don't I don't know. know. And, I, and I think it's a film, like, in six weeks I'll look back and have a different opinion if I watch it again, yeah. I'm going to have a different opinion. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. I it, It's, you know, it's about halfway scored on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like a 70 or yeah. 60%. And I that makes sense because it's going to be too weird for a Oh, yeah. Before. No, this is definitely like a polarizing movie. This is one where people are going to walk out of it and go like, no. Why did I waste my time We're on this? We're just going to bring the reviews down. And, yeah. Um, I don't know what critical, actual critics have said. I, I've looked it. at a few reviews and it is a lot of that sort of polarization of like either you're on board with this or you're not. Um, yeah, I think I'm on board with oh, it. Oh, I'm definitely on board with it. Like I, said, I don't know if it's good. <laughs> I don't know if it's just being experimental for the sake of being experimental I'm here for it. Um, yeah, I was engaged. I wanted to know what happened in all of its yeah. in all of its weirdness. Let me tell you a fun story that happened on Twitter a couple days ago. Uh, Jenny Nicholson went to an outdoor screening of Annette with no context for it whatsoever. Um, <laughs> and... Shut up! That would be hard to go in this room <laughs> with no context. Well, I don't know if you had no context, but at limited context. Um, and she posted a picture of, like, the spread everybody's blanket got, which was, like, snacks and things like that, and, like, branded bathrobes, like the one he wears. Uh-huh. And she's like, I think it's so weird and amazing that there's, like, branded bathrobes. That doesn't make any sense. And then, like, 20 minutes later, she tweeted, like, oh, the bathrooms make, the bathrobes make sense now. And then her only other reaction about it later that evening was, Annette slaps. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, hmm, interesting. I'm yeah. here for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that sentiment, and that slaps. There's not like like we've talked a while now. Yeah. About it, definitely, but it's not like it is what it is. Yeah. There's no no holding back from that. Um, I was disappointed. I think that Adam Driver's role is much bigger than like yeah. Cotillard's, which is another like such a stereotypical yeah Hollywood thing, which makes me that's clearly the more engaging character. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, and uh, Anne is, is a relatively flat character. Um, I mean, so is so is Henry, but Henry is mm-hmm. given more screen time. Um, 
Yeah, Simon Helberg. I was watching, and I was like, where do I know this? Where, where do I know this? Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. (laughs) So familiar. Yeah, well, his second song, when it's like that super close up and he's conducting. That's also when I was like, okay, we're probably going to get an Osternod for this. Yeah, well, it was so funny to me watching the trailer and it was like Academy Award nominated or won. I don't know if Driver won. No, he's just. Uh, Nominated Adam Driver, Academy Award winning Marion Cotillard. Uh, Golden Globe nominated Simon Helberg. And I'm like, that Golden Globe was probably for the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that nomination was not for a work that, like, fits this. And Big Bang Theory's fine. Like, I have nothing against Big Bang Theory. I'm not one of those people who hates it. Um, but, oh, it's good show. yeah, it's, it's just so funny to, like, see his name and his presence next to, again, two, like, bona fide movie stars. Uh, very trained. I don't know his background I have no idea, he yeah. Could, he could be, a, be trained. But, yeah, the scene where he is conducting, and it's done in a one-shot style. I don't know if it's actually one-shot. Yeah. But, um, it looks like in, he's seeing one thing to the camera and then he's like excuse me and he goes back to conducting yeah and it, this camera is circling him as he has this emotional reaction to things and um, it was good it was, and that's when i was like why couldn't marion cotillard have had a moment yes like these moments yes where i like, agree yes oscar nom. oscar nom yeah no i i don't think she was given enough to do in that space i yeah i agree completely um i'd love to see simon helberg pick up an oscar nom for this (laughs) he deserves it i was impressed oh i'm impressed with actors can show range which isn't like like that's their job sure it shouldn't be so impressive yeah but but you've also got actors who either can't or don't well you've got great like the big movie stars like tom cruise or jennifer Aniston, yeah. or like they're always playing mm-hmm. themselves as yeah blank they're not well, bringing new things yeah or i think about like bruce willis was a good actor once upon a time i rewatched die hard not too long ago and i was like oh yeah bruce willis is good at acting um because anything he's done lately has been so he's just been phoning it in just not even caring like just yeah i'm here give me the paycheck mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, it is nice when actors are good at their job <laughs> and can do range. I don't know that Adam Driver has a huge amount of range, though, which is funny. Because you've got, you've got Simon Helberg doing this and Big Bang. I don't know that you could put Adam Driver as the third lead in a sitcom. That's fair. I don't know I don't that you know. couldn't, but I... I I have a harder time seeing that. Maybe just because I haven't, but... I don't... Uh, I don't know. He was in that zombie comedy, which I didn't see. Yeah. Uh, um, also a very weird movie. <laughs> uh, that zombie comedy movie very much fit his sort of dryness. Yeah. Because he was a very dry person. Or at least persona. Those are the roles he takes. Yeah. 
Or is given. Yeah. yeah. I guess he was in Girls. Was he funny in Girls? Uh, no. He okay. was just, like, awkward. Yeah. Which tracks yeah. the kind of characters Yeah. Um, he plays. Yeah, what a movie. Although, really, no one is funny in Girls. It's not really, like, a... It's not that kind of comedy. Yeah, it's not that <laughs> kind of comedy. It's more of the situations. Yeah. It's, it's not really, like, a funny ha-ha. It's not a sitcom. It's not a sitcom. It's not a sitcom. It's the closest thing Adam Driver has done to a sitcom, so that's where I went. But, yeah, not a sitcom. It's a half-hour show. Uh, uh, certainly more range than in uh, Star Wars. Yeah. But that's because... That's not his that's, fault. That's problems. Everyone Star in Star Wars is better than Star Wars. Yes. Particularly the last three. And I liked at least one of those movies. Uh, I oh here here was what was I think supposed to be Marion Cotillard's Cotillard? moment Cotillard, Cotillard? I, don't I don't know we're never gonna get it right I don't know um, when she's on stage in the opera and she walks into the woods mm-hmm. that was meant to be that moment oh I did not play that it didn't but I wrote it down I was like oh she's in the woods now um, and singing about suspecting some sort of darkness and yeah. It's supposed to be in the opera, but it clearly resonates with her relationship mm-hmm. with, with Henry. Yeah, I don't know if I got anything else. That was, that was a lot. That's a weird this, movie. It is. I'm here for it. <laughs> that is a weird, weird movie. Sometimes I make you watch a weird movie, Amy, you and didn't then you like it. You make me watch it. I didn't. You just said in your one good thing on our Friday night play readings every week we I was going to watch one good it. thing that your one good thing was you're excited it came out on Friday and I was then you gave me a list of five movies and it was on it and you said I there was no preference I could pick whatever movie I wanted those were all true statements <laughs> we could be we could be doing a podcast about an entirely different movie and I would be fine with that. And if you want to know what movies we didn't watch, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash five degrees. Look, I, I segued. All right. Yeah. Then Kevin gives me a list of five movies most of the time. Yeah. Sometimes we're like, no, we're definitely going to watch this one movie this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Which was not the case. Not the case. I had time. a choice. Yes. I wasn't forced to It was to a real that. choice. It's a real choice. <laughs> For the folks at home, she's rolling her eyes <laughs> at me as if it wasn't a real choice. Yeah, that's one of our Patreon perks. Yeah. Another one is our unedited. Uh, Super extra deluxe episode. Which is mostly us talking to our cat. It has not made any appearance. Yeah, we locked during... her out. We closed the door. She had the option of scratching at the door. And she has <laughs> not come by to scratch at the door. Yeah, she, she doesn't know that our, that's our new routine here in the woods. Yes, we've moved since our last podcast. So things have been changing and the kitty has been adjusting yeah. to those but if you'd like to hear us talking to our cat before and after we record the podcast, you can do that at our Patreon. Um, we do charge on a per episode basis, so anytime we make an episode, you can give us a dollar or two dollars or whatever you feel comfortable with, and you can set a monthly cap so we don't make a hundred episodes in a month. And you're like, "No, I'm not giving you that much money," and we say, "That's fine, we get it." Um, but even just listening to the show, supporting us by rating and reviewing on the on your favorite podcatchers, those are all awesome. 
tell your friends about it or heck support the podcast by going to watch Annette just just go watch Annette and I'll consider that a win and then tell us your feelings yeah it's what you think of it yeah it's it's a weird one and I'm I'm here for it yeah <laughs> Yeah. Do you have anything else you wanted to say about Annette? I, we kind of segued to the to the things. No, I saw a segue. no, I was done. I was done. Okay. Um, but I will continue to think on it. Yeah, that's that's art right there. <laughs> that is art. It sticks in your brain. I mean, that is what art is going for: is for you to have a reaction, good or bad. Have a reaction. Yeah, this one will stick to your ribs like good chili. Yeah. <laughs> If I were going to associate a food with this film, it would definitely be what, chili. What film would you associate with this movie? What, or what food? food would you associate know. with this movie? I, I don't know, but it wouldn't be chili. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know what it would be? The chili that Cheedy makes when he's having a breakdown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that put chili. Put the peeps in the chili and stir them all up. <laughs> the peeps in the chili. <laughs> That is a Good Place reference. And yes. if you haven't watched The Good Place... Oh, go watch The Good really Place. You really need to go watch The Good Place. It's it's a little weird, yeah. too. It's not a net weird. It's not a net weird. <laughs> it's a very good show. Yeah. All right. Well, say goodnight, Amy. Goodnight, Amy. <laughs>